Hello, welcome to episode number 59 of the Web 2.0 Show. I'm your host, Adam Stokowiak. Today I sat down and talked with Andrew Mason, founder and CEO of Groupon.com. Groupon is just is just ripping it. They're a year-old company, started in late 2008, here it is late 2009, and they are ripping it. They're, they're going into a city per week, and they're profitable a few months into their business. Uh, Andrew and his team are doing very, very well. They're, they're up from 7 employees to 120 employees in under a year. Massive growth, but good growth, Ma- manageable growth. Uh, Andrew's extremely smart. Uh, I loved interviewing Andrew. It was, it was really good hearing some of his insights. Please listen to every word he has to say. He's a really smart guy. Uh, if you didn't know, not that it matters, not that it makes him any better, but Jason Fried is also on his board of directors. They happen to be in Chicago together and became good friends through through social networks and just through local meetups and stuff like that. But uh, nonetheless, Andrew, Groupon.com, awesome. If you're not following me or the show on Twitter, please do so. The show's handle on Twitter is Web2Oshow. My handle on Twitter is Adam Stac. That's Adam Stack. Enjoy the show. I'm here with Andrew Mason, founder and CEO of Groupon.com. I got a tip to speak with him a few months back from one of his designers, Stephen Walker, who's not only a fan of the show, but uh, like I said, also a designer at Groupon.com. So I guess it's kind of small worlds. Andrew, um, why don't we start with telling everyone who you are and and what you do. Um, My name is Andrew Mason. I'm the founder and CEO of Groupon, and I think that's... Uh, I am other things. I am tall, have <laughs> brown hair. <laughs> I don't know what else. What else would you like me to say? Well, uh, how did you get started? Um, Take us back to your very first thing. But I guess <laughs> when you were going to college and you. I, was, I actually remember being in the womb. I'm one of the few people um, who does remember being in the womb. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go that far back. Um, anyway, so so uh, in in college. I, I, I did my undergrad in, in music, and um, and uh, when I graduated, I was working at a recording studio for a couple of years, um, while at the same time fixing people's Apple computers. And through a slow process of, of people asking me to do things that were a little bit harder than what I already knew how to do, I learned how to, how to uh, code websites and got really into technology and started coming up with ideas and building my own projects. Um, at the same time, I got a, jo- I got a job as a developer, um, as actually a FileMaker developer um, for a B2B site here in Chicago and got to know the guy behind it who just happened to be a serial entrepreneur and um, investor. Um, at the time, you know, I, I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur or um, didn't know what venture capital was or anything like that, um, but I just liked working on websites. And when um, uh, I, I left working there, to, I stopped working there to go back to school in public policy at the University of Chicago. While I was there, um, I had the idea for a website called thepoint.com, and this investor fellow that I knew through my job uh, heard about it and called me up one day and asked if I'd be interested in turning it into a business. So I said, yes. And I dropped out of school. He, he gave uh, a bunch of money to, to put towards it. And that was the beginning of 2007. 
um, I brought together a small team to work on it, about four or five of us, who, and we launched the site in the end of 2007. Um, so so uh, the idea for the point is it's a platform for groups to organize and do things that one person typically can't achieve alone. So um, anyone can start a campaign, uh, getting a group of people to either do something together or give money towards something, but only if a critical mass of people agree to do it. So these things where um, you need a lot of people to get something done uh, and you know that one person's contribution by itself doesn't make much of a difference, uh, a campaign on the point gives you the assurance that you have enough people acting, acting together to actually make it happen. Um, so the idea was to use it for anything from fundraising to organizing a party to boycotting a multinational corporation. It's just kind of a, a platform um, with which one's imagination could be allowed to, to roam on the possibilities. Um, uh, when, when we started, uh, you know, the investor that got behind it, I think what, what he saw was the potential to, to monetize it in, in three different ways we'd always been thinking about. One is advertising. The second was taking a piece of the fundraising that we were doing. And then the third was uh, collective buying, which is the idea of get a group of people together to get a deal on something that you couldn't get uh, with just one person. And people were indeed using the point to create campaigns like this. Uh, something like, uh, let's all get an economist subscription. If we can get 80 people, they give us a group rate. So then around the end of the end of, I guess, 2008, when the, when, when the economy turned south, we started thinking about how can we really make money with this thing. Um, and at the time, there were still just about seven of us working at the company. And, um, and we decided to pursue the collective buying thing. Now, there have been a lot of different collective buying sites that have given it a go in the past, taken to try to, to do this idea. Um, and we saw the problems with them and were resolved not to just repeat them. Um, so I started by thinking about what is, how can we use it to solve a real problem that I, that I have today beyond just getting a better price on something. Um, and that summer I, I went on, uh, my, my parents were in town in Chicago and I went on these Chicago architectural boat tours um, which are like a classic tourist attraction, but it was like the coolest thing I'd ever done in the city. And I felt so dumb for having lived there for 10 years and never, never having experienced these things. Um, and that's kind of what it's like living in a big city. There's so many cool things to do, but you kind of, uh, you get overwhelmed and you just find a few things and lock onto them and make them your standbys and you'll go to the same bar or the same movie theater or order takeout from the same place and you stop trying new things after a while. So I like the idea of kind of taking the, taking the Woot deal-a-day model but applying that towards the best stuff to do in a city um, and using collective buying to negotiate a price with merchants that would make it affordable enough that you'd be willing to to take the risk and the deal kind of serves as a, a nudge to get people out the door and experiencing their cities. So that was the idea of, of Groupon. And, um, that idea we, we came up with, I guess, in September of 2000 and 2008. And, uh, it took us about a month to pull something together. We just took a, we just used the same guts as the point. Um, 
every campaign on the point has a little flash widget that we that that you could embed in another site. So so we took a WordPress blog and we skinned it with something that looked like Groupon and bought getyourgroupon.com. We didn't have the actual groupon.com domain yet. Um, and just hacked something together and got it up there to see what people thought. And they really liked it. So um, that launched, I guess, in November 2008 with 400 people on our mailing list getting these daily deals just in Chicago. Um, in March, we launched their second city, which was Boston. Uh, our third city was May in and in, in May and I'm sorry, our third city was was New York, and we launched that in May. And we're now ramped up to the point that we're doing about one city every week. Uh, we're in about 30 cities, and we'll continue to do one city a week throughout 2010. Um, we have about one and a half million subscribers to our daily email. We've sold about 800,000 Groupons, and we've saved consumers about 35 million dollars. I was going to ask you about how much you save because I was looking at your milestones. And based on November, you guys had finally hit a million subscribers, so you're above a million now? Yeah, we're adding at a rate of about a quarter million a week. I was doing an estimate based on some standards you put back in July. July or not, uh, you, were, you were at 7 million saved, and so you're at what now? 30-something? 30 35. Wow, that's huge. There's a ticker on the website. We're, we're pretty uh, transparent about, about the stats. Um, I guess on that note, then, so was Groupon a was it a surprise success to you? I mean, in these tough economic times, it seems that you were like, you know, you're right on target with the right solution at the right time. Was it a surprise to you? Yeah, um, uh, it seemed like a good idea, and it seemed to solve a problem. But I never would have expected it to take off as, or have a level of hyper growth that we've had. Um, we've gone from ten employees a year ago to 120 today. Um, so it's really, it's really kind of resonated with people and I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I expected that. Well, I mean, the last two years of your life have been pretty much a roller coaster just going up, right? And now you're, you're sort of plateauing and you're coming down and you're hitting it hard. Uh, or the opposite? What do you mean? I, I just mean that like in the last two years, you've just, you've been on this roller coaster to, to success. I mean, two years ago in 07, you were just starting the point. And right, now right. here it is, like a year later, you've got Groupon.com just blowing it up. Right. Oh, so the the down the down ride of the the uh, roller coaster is the fun part, I guess you mean. I guess maybe I used yeah, the that analogy, sense. but, but <laughs> I, I, I just meant that that you're you're doing well. I meant the roller coaster was just a a metaphor for doing doing well, fast, exciting, right. all that good stuff. Right. So. Tell us how, I guess, how Groupon works. How do you choose the businesses that, that have these deals? How do you choose cities? Mm-hmm. So when we started in Chicago, we the first businesses we called were our favorite places. Um, and we've always stuck with either featuring the businesses that we already go to and we love or the kind of businesses that, um, that we've always wanted to try. Uh, when we can't actually go there in some of these cities, we rely on... Um, social peer-to-peer review sites like Yelp or City Search, or newspapers that have that have uh, that have run reviews on things. I think the thing, I mean, one of the things that really differentiates Groupon and made it made it very difficult at the beginning was we had a high standard for the quality of businesses and the quality of deals that that we were featuring on the site, and it's paid off. Um, in terms of we we attract the kind of businesses that would never be featured, you know, in a Valpac book or 
or do coupons or even do advertising. So anything from memberships from the Art Institute of Chicago to uh, James Beard award-winning restaurants. Um, we featured uh, just about any kind of business um, we, we've had it on Groupon. Yeah, I like today's deal at uh, in Houston. Today's deal in Houston is uh, a $20 ticket to a Christmas carol at the Alley Theater. Now, I've never been there, and, and you're right on point when you said getting people out to places they haven't been or they wish they would have gone to. I can see how that's right on point. So you launched this new tool recently. Was it a business suggestion tool? So you also are now bringing in your subscribers to help you choose now too. Right. Um, you know, we have a lot of ideas about what we think would work well, and we want to see what our customers think. So uh, we created this tool just to get the feedback of the community. It's the first day it's, it's been live. We've logged about, I think, 30,000 votes so far. So we'll see, uh, we'll see if, if the crowd ends up being right about, <laughs> about, about uh, whether those businesses are successful group on features or not. Um, average deal, how much is the savings of an average deal? Probably 50, 60%. 60%, I think, is the average. You mentioned before the, that you've had... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'll say that the, the criteria that we use isn't so much a percentage. It's What we say to the business owners is it's got to be the best deal that you've ever run. Um, ultimately, we try to have a relationship with our customers where they trust us. You know, They, they trust us that they're not going to go search around the web and find the same thing at a better price. And they trust us that the business that we're featuring, whatever it is, they can give it a try and they're going to have a good time. It's not a, it's not a risk to go with an unknown business. It's something you've never heard of um, as, long, as long as it's on Groupon. I'm glad you said that because it kind of ties in my next point, which is talking about competitors and talking about – because if, if they have a deal on your site – do you make it exclusive then? Is that, is that what I'm trying to, is that what you're saying? It's exclusive to you? Um, anything that, that we, that we feature, it has to have never been featured before. Gotcha. So if it goes well for the business and they want to go and they want to go run it as a coupon on their website in the future, they're, they're welcome. They're obviously welcome to do that. Do you have any competitors? Uh, we created a site called Noporg to serve as our, um, our arch rivals, and we're in staunch, bitter, angry competition with them. Okay. How about uh, like Restaurant.com, The Dealist, uh, Woot, uh, a couple of those other sites? Um, so Restaurant.com. If if you want to get restaurant deals, check it out. You know, we don't we don't really consider them competitors. Um, uh, Woot is deals on on electronics and products and stuff like that. We're mostly local stuff. So we don't consider them, we don't consider them competitors. Um, we've generally just tried to stay focused on building a cool product. And, um, and, you know, when we think of competitors, we think, we think maybe, you know, those other, we, we think more of like the big guys, like the, the print, print media, you know, newspapers and other people that are going after the, uh, the local business owners, attention and marketing dollars. Um, so what we're, we're kind of positioning ourselves as an alternative to traditional forms of marketing for small business owners. Um, and yeah, I think those, that that's more in line with who, who we think of as competitors. You mentioned before 
you use social tools to help you decide which businesses to go into. And like, if you're going into a different city you haven't been in before, you're using Yelp and various social metrics to to do that. How are you using social media to engage, just in in general with with uh, your subscribers? So the 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 cool thing about Groupon is the deals are often inherently social. If, if it's a restaurant deal or if it's a skydiving deal or if it's uh, theater tickets as it is today in Houston, um, chances are those are experiences you're not going to have by yourself. So you want to share it with your friends. Um, and, uh, and that happens all the time with Groupon. So people use Twitter, people use Facebook to share. Uh, we have a referral program where we give $10 of credit to everyone that brings in a new customer to Groupon. Um, and we see, we obviously see that a huge amount of sharing happening with the deals. So I, I guess if you rewind a little bit, we go back maybe a decade, we see previous incarnations of Groupon in some sort of form or matter. Mm-hmm. What, uh, the ones that I can think of and that I've done some little research on was like, there's one out there even now is Mob Shop and Mercata. It seems like they were sort of flawed because they didn't have the social tools to, like you said, these deals are inherently social. Do you feel that's be, been a real crux for you to, to gain the success you've had? Um, I think the fact that, the, that the, what we're offering on Groupon is social is, is useful um, and, and the existence of, of social media and just the, uh, the, the fact that um, shopping online is a lot more commonplace than it was in 1999. That's all important, but I, I think there are more fundamental problems with the, with the way that uh, some of those sites went about things early on. So, for example, Mercata, what they were was more like uh, a competitor to Amazon, where they're selling consumer goods, you know, televisions or washing machines. But the idea is if you can get 1,000 people to join or 2,000 people to sign up, everybody's going to get a better price. So the problem there is that Amazon was already buying in such bulk or Walmart that, that they have so much leverage that even if you get 1,000 people to buy on Mercata, oftentimes it didn't drive the price down lower than what, what their competitors were already charging. Um, so it, the, the, crowd, the, crowd, uh, the power of the crowd just wasn't enough to really compete with with some of these other sites. I don't know. So, so, so it was just a, a misapplication, I think, of, of the power of collective buying. Um, on top of that, it took a long time sometimes to drive the price down. So if you're buying a video game or something like that, and it takes two weeks to get the price down low enough that it's cheaper than what it would have been um, elsewhere, I don't know a lot of video gamers who are going to wait two weeks. You know, I want to get that game now start playing it. So um, I think that was probably a frustrating experience for consumers and it makes a lot of sense that they'd fail. So, so when we designed Groupon, you know, making it local, making it a deal a day so it was focused and you reached critical mass on these things very quickly, um, it was with, I guess, those failures in mind. How do you, well, if you get a deal a day, you must have an enormous queue of, of businesses just waiting in line or beating on your door to, to get on Groupon. What's the process of a business uh, getting interested in getting on Groupon? Um, businesses will call us a lot of times, uh, especially in our more mature cities, and um, we will talk to them and kind of lead them through the process of designing a deal that works for their business and we think will be popular with our customers. 
Um, and then depending on the deal and how, when the last time it, it was that we ran a, a similar type of, of deal or business, um, we kind of just queue them up and, and to be featured. It's as simple as that. Simple as that, huh? All right, let's move on to technology. Uh, as I understand it, you're using Ruby on Rails. Why? Um, our first developer was a smart guy who was crazy about Ruby on Rails, I think is the probably the, the real reason why. But it's a, it's a great platform. Um, developers love it. You tend to find the people that develop in it are smart developers that, that, uh, that think things through well. Um, I'm not a developer now, but I know that it's it's worked very well for us. It's helped us. It's helped us uh, develop quickly, um, change things fast without having a lot of uh, breaking code. Do you have um, experience with building businesses with other platforms? Um, no, I've built websites on other platforms, like, you know PHP or something. But um, and, and Ruby on Rails is far superior in my opinion. So you would you would definitely say that Ruby on Rails. Is a big reason from a technological standpoint of your success with Groupon? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I'm sure. I'm sure that we would have been successful if we built it in PHP or something else. Um, but I think it keeps the developers happy and um, probably makes us more efficient. Do you have any plans to go into any other platforms like iPhone, Android, using other platforms to to be even more social and mobile? Uh, Yes, I'm sure we will be on mobile uh, devices at, at some point in the future. Um, we have some interesting plans for that at some point. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if there's something else. Space? Probably not uh, anytime soon. But, but yeah, definitely mobile. Did you say space? Yeah. Like meaning outer space? Outer space. Okay. <laughs> That's a bit far out there, but we'll go there one day, I'm sure. Um, you mentioned earlier about the, the investment process. You were on a phone call in college. You got an opportunity to, to get an amount of money to be able to step away from college and pursue this goal of the, the this is grad school, by the way, the grad school. Okay. Um, you were able to walk away from that. So you got kind of lucky early on with the investment part of it. As I understand it, they, mm-hmm. they, they're really awesome and, and they trust in you and they believe in you. They've, and as you've quoted in, in previous, uh, uh, places on the web that I've, that I've found out is they're ridiculously supportive of your stupid stunts. Can you talk against that for me? <laughs> um, well, I was lucky in that the people that invested in the point and then Groupon, um, I, had a, I, I had a working relationship with them before they gave me money. So I think there was a good, there, there were some strong expectations and trust level up, up front. Um, it would be very difficult for me to take money from somebody that I didn't have that level of, uh, that level of trust. Um, and, um, just generally, you know, overall, I think we've, we've seen eye to eye. It's been a good, it's been a good, great partnership. Um, it's great to have, we, we have, we have investors who, um, work in the same, in the same office space as us and, um, are there when we need them to ask them, questions you know they, they're operators and entrepreneurs themselves so having people who have been through the same things before you know so when we start growing they can say things like okay you know in two weeks or, or, or in two months from now you're going to need to hire an account your first accountant and 
one month from now, you're going to need to you're about at the point where you're going to need to hire a full time recruiter. Um, you know, if it, if it was just me, I probably wouldn't realize that we needed a recruiter until you know two months after the fact. Um, so, so that's been something that's really been useful for us to 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 um, kind of achieve the level of growth, the rate of growth that we have. Yeah, I can imagine if you were going at the growth rate you've had over this past year. You said you went from what seven to a hundred in a year. Right, 120. 120. So moving at that pace, you've got to have someone with experience behind you. Not saying that you don't have experience, but that you haven't been down this road before. So knowing right. those those milestones, okay, here you've got to do this. Uh, that's good. So I, I think one of the one of the big uh, milestones I see at least recently for you was the support of Jason Freed. He's become a board a member of your your uh, your board. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. What? Uh, how did I get started, I guess? Um, I met Jason. I was introduced to him through a Scott Heiferman at, at Meetup, who's, who's been a supporter of what we've been doing at the point for a long time. And, and, and Jason actually built the original version of meetup.com um, when, when they were still a consultancy. So um, I got, I've, I've always been a fan of, of Jason's work. You know, I think uh, getting real was probably the first thing I read when I, when I, uh, started the point, wanted to learn about how to, how to build websites. And, um, and even when I, when I look back at some of the mistakes that we've made with the point, um, you know, there are things, <laughs> there are things that are right there front and center in, in, in getting real. So, um, and, and, and as I got to know him, you know, he, he, uh, he just has a lot of really great insight into into building a product, and he has strong opinions, and uh, he's not afraid to express them. Which generally is the type of person that I like to have um, as an advisor or a director. Um, and uh, and he's also been extremely successful at, at building a brand. Um, everybody knows what Thirty Seven Signals products represent, so. Um, you know, we asked him to, to join the board, and we're extremely excited that, that he accepted, and it's been, it's been great having him. Do you have any words of advice for someone like you, say, that wanted to start a site like this? Do you have any words of advice that you can give them besides maybe pick up Getting Real and be good friends with Jason Freed and <laughs> have investors for, for good friends? <laughs> um, so, so if there's anything that I did that ultimately got me – where I am beyond just being a lucky guy. Um, I've, I've always worked really hard um, and, you know, kind of unconsciously made the decision to sacrifice anything that approximated a, a normal social life or other type of life um, because I was passionate about creating things. Um, and there never seemed, there, in my mind, there was never a better use of time than spending it creating things. So um, I've just always worked really hard on whatever I'm doing. And I think ultimately, you know, it was someone recognizing that and taking a shot on me that, that helped me um, get to where I am. Um, I should also say that, that uh, I never went out like seeking investment and I can't, I can't imagine ever doing that 
to, to start something like it fell in my lap and um, it made sense at the, the time to, to take it. But I was before that I was just building my own website, something else called policy tree. Um, and I probably would have done the same thing with the point at some point if investment came along. So I'm a big believer in you know, just get out there and do it and don't wait for someone or something to come along to, uh, to make it possible. Like the only, it, it's easy enough to learn how to do this stuff and get something going. And there's no better, there's no better, um, teacher than the experience of actually doing it. Are you a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk? Um, I've heard the name, uh, but I'm not that familiar with his work. Okay. Uh, I was hoping you were a really good fan of his because he's got this awesome book out called Crush It, and mm-hmm. you'll see some – if you become a fan of the Web 2.0 show, which I hope you do, and I hope that uh, maybe you go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Where we've been online for, for quite a few years. 2005 was our first year online putting out podcasts and creating social media and talking to awesome individuals like Dan Cederholm, Kevin Rose, Gary Vaynerchuk is one of them. Cool. Uh, even even one of your board of directors, Jason Freed. Cool. Um, the reason why I asked you about that is because he wrote this really awesome book called Crush It. And it's really about leveraging social media, about engaging with people through, uh, you know, customer engagement through social media tools and talking about what you just said, which was passion with creating things. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of absorbing the fact that, hey, I might not have the best social life, but, you know, I'll I'll have – Self-fulfillment because I'm taking my passion, I'm creating things, and I'm just hustling my ass off, do what I love. Right. Um, I don't, you know, I, everybody's different and everybody has a different kind of lifestyle tolerance levels, I think. But for me, that, that just seems to work. Uh, I like to work, so. Cool. Um, how much money do you make? How much, how much money does Groupon.com make? <laughs> um. I make, you know, enough to get by, probably not as much <laughs> as I should. Um, at various points, I've cut my, cut my pay down to, uh, to um, whatever, uh, you know, less than, less than I needed to pay the bills um, just to keep, the, keep things moving along. Um, Groupon.com is profitable. We've been profitable since... June, and we intend to remain profitable until eternity. That is the idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wrap there with, with the super secret question, and uh, I guess what I want to know and, and the audience always wants to know is, what do you have on the near horizon that's super secret that no <laughs> one else knows that you want to tell everyone right here, right now, today? Um. Uh, you'll be able to buy Groupons as gifts for friends. Um, that'll be emailed to them or for you to print out. And that'll be coming out in about a week. Awesome. So for Christmas. That's right. That's the awesome. idea. Awesome. Well, Andrew, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. I think, uh, you know, God bless you for having the luck you have, but I can, t- I can tell you're a hard worker. You're passionate about your business. Groupon.com is an awesome idea. Uh, I wish I had it myself and I wish I just had some of the luck you've had with, with your endeavors, but I, no doubt your, your experience, your hard work, and, and you're smart. So I really appreciate you coming on the show today. It was awesome talking to you. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Web 2.0 Show. 
sure to check out web2oshow.com for links in the show notes or to leave a comment on the show. Thanks for listening. 